if we don't take an hour and a half to do the whole thing, then it should be fine. Oh, uh, you've not done this before, have you? He's not, has he? Hello and welcome to the Foxes Never Quit podcast. This is a fan-run podcast about Leicester City Football Club. You can find us on Acast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Podcaster, Samsung Podcasts, Deezer and GeoSarvan. Not sure what GeoSarvan is, but we are on it. And of course, you can find all of our things at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash lcfc and reddit.com forward slash r forward slash lcfc women. Hello and welcome back to Foxes Never Quit Talking. I'm here with Madlock. Hi there. Yeah, it's been a bit of a hiatus. I've had uh, my yeah. second little girl and, uh, and and a wedding, so it's been it's been a busy few months. Um, and obviously, I was probably, you know, other than those two joyful moments, mostly weeping in the corner at Leicester's relegation. But yeah, yeah. How, how how did you take relegation? It's kind of one of those things of I have been there before. Um, I'm also one of those people who I don't football sport doesn't dominate my emotions really. So it's like I watch it's like, well, that sucks. But yeah, I, 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 I watch quite a lot. I watch rugby as well. I had the Ashes to enjoy over the time. What an Ashes. I mean, yeah. And Leicester Tigers had a good finish to the good finish yeah, to the yeah. rugby premiership season. So I, I was kind of like, well, that was disappointing. Looking forward to it. We will be joined this episode by Tyler, uh, who is a regular on the Leicester City Discord. And we're going to talk about a bunch of stuff, aren't we? We've got the transfer window uh, and various games. Yeah, we'll be covering the entire month of August in our new format where we're going to be looking to go monthly. Uh, and if time permits, we may increase that interval. But for now, we'll be releasing yeah. on a monthly basis. Yeah, may, may we'll do some special ones. I think the reason for going monthly is uh, partially just time constraint, constraints. Since you've had your second kid, you just haven't... You don't have as much free time as you'd like when you have a child, let alone two, right? Well, they're both going to sleep at the same time is the critical thing. Um, yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I'm sharing a load of, with my now wife, uh, yeah. this Spurs fan. Yeah. And, it, and it's, yeah, it's all one of those things of, you know, giving up an entire evening once a week is a lot harder than giving up an evening once a month. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I already, you know, I was already allowed to kind of give up one evening to, to not you know to, to give up fatherly duties to keep up with my father's side uh and which we i, I actually I, i've been the champion of that particular little league oh, i was yeah yeah i got a couple medals yeah i was captain for that um um we're the only side i think possibly in the history of five side that have won and been champions and had a negative goal difference of two. <laughs> oh, that's amazing i'm guessing some just really harsh defeats there yeah, we either we um, either did really well or we got sl- completely slammed, and we definitely got completely slammed a handful of times. I just we just had, I don't know what it was about our side. We just seemed to have days where we were just completely off. Weirdly enough, I, we seemed to play better in the rain. I blame I know the what goalkeeper. That's I I certainly blame the goalkeeper, and not the fact that the defence left him exposed. But that's a, <clears throat> it's a different rant for a different day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, congratulations. You know, your life has. You know, a lot more married, married bliss, and also a lot more crying and pooped nappies, um, as well and as that, the child. Yeah, that was just relegation, wasn't it? The crying and the nappies. Um. 
But yeah, uh, we'll be back uh, after this little musical sting with the episode. Enjoy. So let's let's start off talking about that transfer window then. Yeah, so Um, obviously the big sales are obviously Madison and Barnes. I think we're all sort of coming. Um, You know, relegation obviously is a big... uh, It's obviously cast a bit of a cloud of things but in a weird way i feel strangely optimistic you know you get what we've gotten what 30 odd million for madison and allegedly about just shy of 40 for barnes 70 million goes a lot further in the championship than it does in the premier league and i think if we were in the premier league we would have bought maybe two players three players most whilst now we're bought what four or five obviously we're getting to the incomings in a minute but we've had obviously quite an active window yeah i I count four players off the top of my head five cantaloni but Doyle's the only known, isn't he? And that's a bit of a weird switch for him, and that's going to be fun for him in this first match where I jump ahead a bit. Yeah, no, so obviously Madison Barnes, big miss. Obviously Madison recently stated that it was obviously he'd never want to leave on a sour note, but it, he has obviously left to go to Tottenham Hotspurs, which uh, my partner's reveled in um, at my expense. Um, uh, if, you yes. guys, if you're not familiar, um, my partner is a Spurs fan, and, well, at least that's one less, you know, two less headaches per season for me. That's a... <laughs> Either one way or the other. There's there, there's no winners in that game, I'll tell you that for nothing. Right. Um, but more to the point, yeah, so we, sales of Madison and Barnes, I I feel like we could have gotten more for Madison. At Barnes, I think it was a good sale. I think Madison was worth more than the 30-odd. I feel like if we had held out, we could have gotten a lot more for him. Yeah, although it was only a year on his contract, that's going to have pushed the price down. Yeah... I don't know. I feel like it depends. I think it was also our need to sell that brought it down. I think if we if we were at Leicester of old and we knew that we were going to have something lined up anyways, I think we would have held out for a lot longer and really gone and done like a whole Maguire Merez sort of sale as opposed to something. But I think it was quite quick and professional. I was a bit surprised. I think when I heard Spurs were buying something from Leicester, it's like you got two of maybe the toughest negotiators to grace the Premier League in Susan Whalen and Daniel Levy. I thought that might have been like a. I thought that could turn quite... Um, I was going to turn into a very drawn-out process. Yeah. Um, and Barnes going to Newcastle, I mean, that's... I think we always knew that Madison and Barnes were, like, the two players most... or clubs would be most interested in. Yeah. Uh, although everyone yeah. seems to be coming after our fullbacks as well. Oh, yeah. Well, um, Castagna... I know is in demand. Castagna... But Castagna seems a bit want-away, isn't he? I don't... I don't think he's a bad player uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Obviously, he plays a couple of positions, but I'm not. I don't he know. Really useful in that he can cover both fullback positions. Hmm. Um, yeah, if he'll keep talking about Ricardo, Ricardo is one of those ones where I can imagine his injury ish- history would put a lot of clubs off. I don't think we get value for money, which is a phrase I hate, but I don't think we get value for money for him if we try to sell yeah. him. And I think he, he seems quite happy where we are. I mean, him and if you've watched the preseason, him and Winks have really linked up well, and he's almost yeah. become like this bit of a, a midfielder. It's it's a bit of a... And it suits them. They, they, they look yeah. good. Some of the best plays I've seen so far in the Enzo era have been Winks. Well, and... it's that inverted fullback thing, isn't it? That Man City, <laughs> that Man City did a lot. Yeah, but oh, yeah. it's more than it's more than just Manchester City. Like the last game with Brendan Rodgers against Palace, they started doing that with Ricardo, um, and mm-hmm. then it was weird because like it actually worked really well in that exact moment. But then we all collapsed around that, which is completely uh, exactly what you expect from everything under Brendan Rodgers last season. Yeah, but. Yeah, so that wasn't like completely new there. We did see it before, and I'm not surprised to see you know Ricardo basically playing as a midfielder at this point. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I've got him on Football Manager. I often played him at right wing. Um, worked really well. <laughs> My understanding was, if I remember correctly, when we when Puel signed him um, from... I can't remember where now. Sorry, I should have looked this up, but I believe he was a right winger and he, he started life as a striker, or at least an attacker, and I think he used to play right wing. And Puel tried him at right wing. I remember that. Before he kind of put Gray in that sort of position, he... Um, we Ricardo did start in that position once or twice, but he then got pushed to right back for us. Which he's been in a position he's been good in. He, he, he attacks incredibly well. I mean, he's scored some amazing goals. I think the one that sticks out for me is the Boxing Day winner against Man City, strangely enough. That was yeah. a, that was quite good. That was what, two, three seasons ago. Yeah, he is one of those players. I think in the last few years, we've often put him front and centre when the new shirt's released. He's the one on all the publicity photos, isn't he? Um which you don't don't want to do with a player who's about to leave. No, it would seem ill-advised, wouldn't it? Was. <laughs> yeah, I mean the fact he's pro- possibly, well, according to the Discord, he's our best-looking player. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. I'm surprised. I'm actually surprised we haven't gone. This was with Coy's, um the the Spurs subreddit. From what I understand, Winks was very much the uh, the crush. Of everyone, I do think Winks will be. Obviously, I'm kind of getting ahead into the incoming, but I think he'll be quite imperative. But before we get into the incomings, obviously, we should talk about the release of many players. And I think some of the yeah. biggest dents in those who have left has been Telemans and Soyuncu. Shufo. I have to admit, with the, t- I'm angry at Telemans than I am at Soyuncu. Not that I was particularly angry at Soyuncu, but Telemans, there's a part of me that's been really wound up. I don't know if you guys feel the same, but he. He kind of didn't seem like he gave too much of a shit, and now he's at Villa. He suddenly looks like he's lost like twenty pounds. I is that just is that my imagination, or am I just being petty and jealous? I don't know. I mean, I, he was tired, I think, for us. He played so many minutes. The one with uh, Tielemans is it's so annoying with his situation is the fact that not only did he leave on a free, but it's also the fact that like we had been trying at least partially to sell him for the last two years. And then he basically just goes to a club that's in the exact situation that we were in as of 24 months ago. It does feel like he, yeah, he's found the level and he wants to stay there. And he seems mm-hmm. to be quite, well, apparently, yeah. Maybe the last couple of years. I mean, I, I, I think he probably, he didn't want to commit long term to us. I think he probably hoped for a move to kind of one of the Champions League teams or something. Yeah, uh, he definitely was holding out for like a Madrid or one of the Madrid yeah. and Juventus, one of the big. He wanted, and he's been wanting Champions League for a while, and that's because he is competing with De Bruyne, who's somehow yeah. still an amazing footballer at his age, <laughs> um, in the Belgian team. I think that's it. A lot of drive. It's interesting that all three of the main people that we've lost, Madison, Barnes, and Tielemans, um, all basically because they have national teams that want to play to you know, Madison has big aspirations yeah. for that I wouldn't be surprised if he's basically gone to Spurs to get into Kane's ear <laughs> to make yeah. sure he stays on the squad and then Barnes is at Newcastle because Eddie Howe has a lot of connections of England and obviously they're on the up and up but I you know, think I don't like about the Barnes things I just I don't like Newcastle now I think like I felt from years ago and then when they got bought out I thought they'd get bought out by someone a little more um I don't know <laughs> yeah just someone who wasn't just not more oil money i don't know i obviously i kind of get challenged i've got challenged on it before without going too much off tangent that you know oh you know you'd love the oil money i said i you know i'm not gonna say i wouldn't stop supporting unless if they got bought by an equivalent fund with um the same sort of record or history or connections but at the same time i wouldn't feel great about it like i'd have to take any piss taking out of our any success we had with the soul of because man city have everyone's been caught winding up man city for years yeah for the same reason, but, so they have to kind of get used to it. 
But um, like, who else was released? Like, Soyuncu apparently has been doing really well. At, did he go to Besiktas, didn't he? He's in Atletico. Atletico Madrid, sorry. Soyuncu at Atletico Madrid has apparently been impressing the manager there. Not surprised. I think it was always in him. I don't. I think under Rogers, I think he said I'd like to move, and Rogers basically said, "Well, I'm going to play anyone ahead of you." Literally, anyone ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, which is so frustrating. He was, he was a very good player on his day for us. He was amazing. I still remember everyone being like, "Who the hell is this guy? Why is he replacing Maguire?" And he was fantastic. I mean, he was he was yeah. just mucking about with the attackers. He was so confident. Him and him and Evans was a dream. I, I mentioned a lot. They were like the attack dog and the handler. Because Evans was really good, he seemed to give Soyuncu the confidence to know when to go for a ball, when to drop off, when to make that challenge. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, he. They, they definitely had a. There was a really good article in the Athletic years ago that talked about mm. that sort of you know cool cat hot dog sort of thing. Um, sort of yeah. as as it was put by a uh, Rob Tanner. But um, yeah. But just speaking of Evans, Evans, I, I'm quite annoyed about this. So obviously, he was our captain. This would be the second yeah. team he's been relegated with, and then he is been training with uh, Man United and possibly might play a role in Ten Hag's side that's forming up but I'm I'm very annoyed he and there was some language he used towards the end where he was like referring to Leicester as they as opposed to us and there's a few little things like that and I'm not really impressed with it he suddenly decided he was a, above the club and I don't I, I'm glad that he doesn't accept the contract I think if he went to United and came back and continued to be our captain I'd be uh, less than impressed yeah, I don't think he's coming back. Um, certainly not after doing preseason elsewhere. Um, no. Who else? You lost Bertrand. We won't miss. No, How many competitive but... games did Bertrand even play for us in the end? Not many. I think that I, I think he played zero after the Carabao Cup game against Liverpool eighteen months ago. Ooh, I thought no. Didn't he play a pre? I want to say he played a preseason. Was that before that? He played a uh, preseason. Is not a competitive game. That's preseason. Sorry, right? yeah, you yeah. did say competitive. Sorry, you you know I'm is not good at because I remember <laughs> when he joined. I remember I remember watching a lot of our preseason games and thinking, hey, he's actually looking pretty good. Then he got COVID, and we never really saw him since. And when he did see him since, he wasn't on it. No, not at all. Um, as far as I'm aware, he's still a free agent. As of now, yes. Yeah, um, I've not seen him go on, but I. I always thought that was a weird one, but he was never meant to be... I always kind of felt bad that some people ranked him because he was never meant to be like a full-on replacement. He was supposed to be yeah. sort of a backup, experienced guy in the dressing room, but he just sort of seemed to obviously disappear in general. I mean, he was seen at Chelsea matches and all sorts, and he just kind of picked up the paycheck. He, I do think that last season was a very humbling period, and I think it's a warning to a lot of other clubs. I think I've seen a lot of other clubs like Brighton and Villa, obviously... They're making really good strides now, but I think we've shown that if you make a few missed calls, the mistakes, they won't necessarily have the depths of money that, you know, your traditional big six would have to rectify those mistakes. You know, clubs like Man United can buy £80 million flops from places like Leicester and... um, And and still have money to splash on Ronaldo. Yeah. Another very expensive flop. Yeah, so you know that not a lot of clubs can make mistakes, and we did. We made a lot of mistakes, and I, I'm surprised heads haven't rolled. That's a whole discussion in its own right. But I'm surprised, like you know, John Rudkin's there, but he seems to be very well ingratiated with the King Power uh, family, both the, in terms of the organisation as well as obviously uh, Top, the chairman. Um, so he seems to have been there. But I don't know. Um, it, it's it's a bit of a weird one. Um, but yeah, moving more on to the people who go. So we got yeah. 
two, the three people that come to mind for me, obviously, is um, Vestergaard, and obviously we talked about Castania, kind of seem to be one away, but Vestergaard and Iverson. So the, the goalkeepers are interesting because Danny Ward is still the number one. We have five goalkeepers at the top at the moment in the squad. Danny Ward is the quote-unquote number one. Yes, we've got Ward. Mads Hermanson. Yes. I am. Um, he was interesting to watch during the Liverpool game. The headed save definitely sticks out. That was so funny. Yeah. That he's very creative with his saving. Very his distribution was outstanding. I I have to admit I, I don't think I've seen a goalkeeper distribute for us like that. Not in living memory. I'm sure like maybe maybe, maybe last time we were in the Championship, but I can't think anything pre Schmeichel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what we've got still got Stolarchek and Alex Smithies is in the squad. I'm sure, so I remember there being another one. Iverson. Yeah. Yeah, I was Larshik, Smithies, and Matt's. That's five goalkeepers in the squad. Yeah. It is. So someone somewhere is going to have to shuffle on. I imagine Smithies might be let go, or but they've they've all gotten numbers. Yeah, they're obviously playing it out. I but I think there'll be a lot more business. I mean, we're talking about the transfer window. I think there's going to be a lot more business yeah. to be had. I think there's there going to be a couple more outgoings, and I think there'll be a lot more incomings. I suspect there'll be a lot of loans. The transfer window is open for like another month from when we record this, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, obviously. Yeah, I um, think that there has to be a lot more business because we have too many players on our roster who view themselves as a top tier European internationals. I don't think there's a lot. There's a lot of guys, specifically like Wout Fass, um, even Ricardo Pereira, Timothy Castagna, guys along those lines who I don't expect to want to be championship players heading into Euro 2024. Yeah, um, although if you've got them under contract, I, you, know, you don't want to force them to stay. But yeah, although for some, you know, for if depending on who you're playing for, um, who internationally that is, being in the championship is less of a big deal. The I'll say the, the the one release that I was most disappointed about, I'd say, is Mendy. Um, obviously, he's, he's won the Africa Cup of Nations recently, and I thought always looked really good for us. I thought. It's, very disappointing how little game time we gave him yeah mendy was always yeah you're right mendy's always been really good and i don't i don't know what that man had to do to to do it and he, he always looked he, his passing was really good and a lot more confident i felt him in dewsbury hall did quite well i actually felt that mendy was the stronger pivot than than in diddy but obviously it looked like in diddy staying as well which is interesting mm-hmm. i think he's been sort of plight with injury he seems to have been really struggling to find his level again yeah, he's he's not been the general he used to be. Mm-hmm. Am I See, crazy? It seems like he's playing more as an eight in preseason. It seems like he's getting more into scoring opportunities, which seems very much not like him. Yeah, what I don't know where this has come from. I'm so glad you. I've forgotten about this. No, you're absolutely right. What in the why? Why isn't he scoring? Well, he scored against OHL, didn't he? he and he's making think... runs against. He made runs against Liverpool into the box. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, in Diddy made the best chance. You you know Enzo's cooking with different spices. Like I've been recently recently watching the bear, and I just like seeing what he's cooking. I'm like, yes, chef. You know, I just <laughs> Jesus, I have no idea how. In, I didn't know in Diddy was capable about that. I thought I remember reading an interview from about the, him playing for Nigerians, and they said, oh, did, did you always know in Diddy shots because it's gone over the fence or something like that? You know, it just they, they he was not. He's not been attributed with having great finishing, so it's just interesting to see he's now 
making these runs and getting into it, which is interesting. But we'll we'll have to see how it does in anger against uh, Coventry. But we'll, we'll cross that yeah. bridge. I half wonder if maybe there's someone in mind to come in and replace him who'll do more of that. And we're waiting to get. I don't know. That's very speculative. I've seen nothing to support that. <laughs> I want to well, be clear. I'm just not sure. What, yeah. The thing is that I suspect he's had to change his game because obviously Enzo doesn't really... So we've had a lot of managers of Rogers and then Puel who've played in like a very continental 4-2-3-1 or 4-1-4-1 sort of, you know, sort of formations that he- rely heavily on a pivot. Um, and whilst Winks has done that sort of role and stuff, Winks has always been a little bit more creative than that. I know... Some Spurs fans always accuse him of being a bit sideways, but he's been really good in terms of he he he's definitely going to be our um, Madison in terms of that creativity and yeah. moving things around him and him and Ricardo definitely there. And then obviously one of the other potential incomings is and I'm going to probably butcher this poor Italian's name, but Cesare Cassidi, Cassidy, Cassidy. Thank you very much for Cassidy. Yeah, so he is a Chelsea academy product. And he seems quite exciting. He seems he looks good at the levels he's played at. And obviously, they I know Chelsea are holding out for a Premier League side, but we seem to be a top contenders. I think Enzo yeah. has allegedly kind of brought him on board. Obviously, as, as this recording, nothing in, in stone yet, but he seems like a distinctive loan. I think if we got him, and there's this it's Rak Sakai. Sakai. Yeah, uh, Raksak- Raksaki, I think, looks oh, like yeah. how I pronounce that, but no. The, the Palace player. If we got both of them, I think I, I don't want. So I want to see how we do first. But we should, we should be, we should be doing very well. I'd be surprised if we're not contenders to bounce straight back. If at least contenders to bounce back, if not champions. But I don't want to push that yet. Is I think I think some people don't respect the championship. I think the championship is a very difficult division. I think a lot of these sides could hold their own in the Premier mm. League. I've um, seen at least one yeah. one prediction that says we'll finish seventh. I think that's the lowest I've seen as predicted. Is that Irish guy? Maybe I can't remember. It was a YouTube thumbnail. He's so crazy. Uh, <laughs> he, he said Norwich were going down. Don't trust him. <laughs> I I don't know. I well, apparently Norwich do have some of their own issues from some things I've glanced, but I'm not. I'm not going to pretend to know the the depths of what's going on at, at that club. But um, yeah, obviously we'll be big contenders. But yeah, big big potential signings, big midfielders um, mm. and attackers. I think we'll definitely need more attackers. Rak Rak Saki or Sakai, um, who's obviously a contender, and then this Cesare. Cassidi, he looks like a real promising factor. So him and then Doyle, we there's some real talent. And we've gone for a lot of youth, which is nice. We've not really had um, a group of youth players since Puel signed. I know Puel was not loved by a lot of the fans, but his signings were on point. I would just, mm. if I if we could bring him back to the club as a as a head of recruitment or a head of academy or some combination thereof, I think he'd be amazing. I think he'd be a good technical director. I just don't think yeah. he was a good football manager, if that makes sense. He clearly had some un- un- good understandings in his own way. Great at the off pitch. Absolutely, I think he was very good at that. I think he understood the game very well. I think he yeah. saw talent. He had, a- I mean, all our best signings are not all our best signings, but he 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 was a golden age of signings. The f- signings we made under him were pretty spectacular. I mean, we're talking Soyuncu, Tielemans, yeah. Madison, uh, Ricardo. These are all these are some of our biggest players we've had in the last five years for sure. Um, past the. Mm. Obviously, the uh, win winning season, but yeah. yeah, we've also got had. Have we talked about Mavididi? 
Coming we have. We haven't. And I obviously, I, I was not aware that he was born up the road from uh, <laughs> Leicester, was he? He was a. He's a bit of a local lad, um, and obviously he's been playing in France. He seems to have been really he seems to be quite talented. He's done sort of extra loans here at Charlton Athletic, Preston North End, and he um, he joined Juventus at one point where he actually has trained with Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, uh, so he he's very familiar with quite that. But obviously he's come back and he seems very eager to do it, and he is attacking. And like Thierry Henry, where he was on loan under. Uh, at Dijon, he um, obviously has was starting off as a centre forward and has found himself at left wing. So, in some ways, I'm hoping he will be our own Thierry Henry. I'll definitely uh, oh, be happy with that. That. <laughs> that would be something. What a player he was. Um, and have we talked about Cody either? So I want to leave Cody for last because I think Cody was an oh, immense yeah. signing. Cody, he's he. If we're talking signing of the season so far, I, I know we talked about our youth, a lot of potential, but Cody, what a, what a, he, I easily thought he was going to go elsewhere in the Premier League when I saw that he was looking elsewhere. I thought easily walk into most Premier League teams, especially any who are going to a back three. Mm-hmm. Um, his leadership, um, he's come up through promotion before. If I don't know if we've confirmed our captain, but obviously big captain material, strong head, brilliant in the box, just really got a level head. And I think he's very much the kind of experience we need i don't know what happened to evans and he seemed to drop off of it obviously he had the injuries as well but he is now that kind of a replacement and it's yeah i'm really excited about i think he's been an amazing signing um then but he's been bloody injured i don't know what is it the curse of straight away are we ever gonna have a fully healthy team ever i mean at the start of this preseason maybe yeah, I think we're everyone that we then sold on years had had that. I my only gripe about it is that I I read in a few different places that this is his first injury to like leave him out. Oh really? Yeah, this is his first injury like professional like within. So for him to get a foot injury whilst playing our sister club, thanks Leuven, knocking on them guys. Um, I don't know. I'm not actually sure what happened. No one seems to have talked about it. But I've just looked up his um his injury history. Okay. And um, he did technically miss one game for Wolves, but that was COVID quarantine. <laughs> Not an injury. <laughs> uh, so, just breaking quarantine. Not which I shouldn't underplay. No, but... no he didn't break quarantine. He was oh. put under. He, he tested positive, oh. I assume, or something, or... Yeah, yeah. Was, was or was exposed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's not even necessarily his fault, you know? <laughs> I just uh, un unbelievable, but yeah. Anyway, so very frustrating to say um, the least. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's been injured, and then and then just talking about other potential signings. Obviously, like I said, the numbers were released earlier today. What I find interesting is we've still got a six and a seven available, yeah. which which would suggest the two signings we've just previously seen, or potential signings, uh, Raksaki and Cesare Casadi, Casadi. Um, I'm sure I'll learn it once it's on some announcement. Sky is actually. Yeah, we, we need to hear a commentator say that. Or you, yeah. I always <laughs> want to pronounce his first name Cesare because I played a lot of Assassin's Creed 2. There's a <laughs> character with that name. <laughs> we have to be like the nerdiest podcast. I want to call him Cesare because I was playing Assassin's Creed. I love it. Yeah, it's a game, big, though, to be fair. Big budget video game. Now, that's, that's not what makes me a nerd. What makes me a nerd is the other games I play. The. Um, we don't talk really about obscure the... shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I play games that apparently people call uh, paint drying, but 
more on points because we could talk about video games for quite a while and I won't <laughs> yeah. go down that path. Um, yeah, so obviously those are the kind of incomings, but I think, yeah, lots of business to go. It's been interesting to see. I'd be curious who go. And then obviously the goalkeeper question is the big one. I think Iverson seems like he's going to go. I think I, I know that people got angry with Ward, but I just don't think Iverson was necessarily that much better. He made some good saves, but he still suffered from a defense in front of him. There's yeah. only so much a good goalkeeper can do. And yeah, he made some saves and I know there were some that made Danny Ward look bad, but I just think Danny Ward was just rushed into it. He went from being this number two for years and years under Casper Schmeichel, who's obviously quite a big personality, a big person, you know, big boots to fill or big gloves, I should say yeah. in this instance, big gloves to fill. Um, and he came in, um, he, he thrown into the deep end, no preseason and his defense was unsettled and it was just a, well, as we all know, it was a horrible combination. But and he was looking good in that seven in those seven games run up to where you know the World Cup, where I was like, yeah. oh, there's no way we'll get relegated. Relegation was far from my mind at that point. I'm like, nah, and then he had a really bad World Cup and never seemed to recover. Yeah, because he had a really good Euros the year. Uh, the year, but anyway. He, yeah, I think what, someone's moving out. I wouldn't surprise you if Smithies goes. To be honest. I think it'd be Smithies, or we'll put out one of the younger lads on loan. I'm just not sure yeah. who's. The Polish fella, Stolacic, he looks impressive. I, I think Stolacic could go back on loan. He was at Hartlepool last year for the second half of the season. Yeah, he probably mm-hmm. needs to get game time. He's, he's 22. Um, I mean, I would probably, based on what I've seen, be playing Mads in goal as our first choice goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But then again, I haven't been watching the players train either, right? At the end of the day, our manager will have been looking in through the looking in through the window not through yeah. the window well, he'll be like watching them drill and he'll have some idea we've not actually talked a lot about Enzo but he seems to be a really and a lot of the photos I've seen he gets really involved where Rogers is always kind of at a distance and very much like his coaches take over Enzo is very central to it and it's been said by a lot of the players that he he's brought in all ideas he's really challenging them and I think that kind of those fresh ideas that kind of passion if he's, it's been it's a while what we needed it's been a while since we've had a passionate manager. The last person I would say was Nigel Pearson. Nigel Pearson, obviously, was quite a, an impassioned man. And we've not really... We've had Puel, who's quite, you know, dour, if we're being quite honest. You know, even Ranieri was... Ranieri used to come up with the weird quotes, but it was still kind of quite level, I'd say. Very, very, yeah. very level had measured. He was quite yeah. a measured. You know, he, when he got asked about, are oh, you you're thinking about Champions League? It's like, I'm looking at survival, you know, and he was saying that yeah. whilst we were doing quite well. So he, he, it, he came from, yeah. It became a meme that we were leading the league and he'd say, nope, not even going to think about that. 38 points for, or 40 points. Or what was it? I can't remember which one. I do wonder if Enzo... Uh, I do wonder if Enzo will bring back the pizza for for winning. Um, sorry, sorry, for the clean sheet. Sorry, the clean sheet. Clean sheet. Yeah, yeah. The and then after we got that pizza... I remember we kept loads of clean sheet. It was it was a wild season that one. Um, it was a weird wild season. Yeah. I wish I was following at that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It, yeah. I. I. Well. I mean, like. I. You know. I love West Morgan. West Morgan will always be a legendary captain. But I reckon he likes a bit of food. I can see him like. There's there's so many photos I've seen of him eating. I mean, that was like <laughs> some thing, and he was like eating a hot dog. I, he's a man after my own heart. But yeah, I. Uh, I feel. I thought that's quite funny. But yeah, I. I think that. Yeah, big transfer window, lots of changes. What the side that we see play at Coventry is mm. going to be quite a different one, and I'd be curious what your thoughts are. Obviously, I think the preseason we've seen a lot of changes, but I'd be, I don't, I think some of them are trying to show 
their worth, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think there's a bit of like why we played Mads and Iverson. It's like, show me what you've got under competitive conditions. Yeah. Where I think players who haven't need to show off that much, like Dewsbury Hall hasn't featured too much. Um, he obviously has gotten some minutes in the legs, but I've noticed it's been a lot of random, a lot of Vestergaard, which to my, to yeah. my own surprise. Uh, yeah, Vestergaard over Suter, which I think is interesting. I would personally play Suter. Um, I know. He would, I think. You reckon he will? You reckon he'll go Suter? Uh, I, I, okay. If it were me managing, I'd play Suter. Yeah, I just, I know Vestergaard is flanked by like a Doyle and maybe a Castagna or you know whoever's going to be on his right, but um, I just, I just, mm, yeah, is I would. Vestergaard, one of those centre backs who's always more comfortable in a back three. He is, that's yeah. So when he was at Southampton, that's what he did. He was very good in the middle. But so that's why Cody's also been kind of brought in, is he's also quite good in a back three when he was at Wolves. Um, yeah. So I wonder if they'll play a back three, especially because we don't really have wingers at the moment. So we I reckon we'll be wingers. having. We haven't yeah, had winners since we saw Morris. But even. <laughs> I like Ooh. even. Now, now we don't have a left winger either, right? Yeah. So unless we bring in wingers, we are looking at playing. Either a wingless system, or we're putting all Brighton on one wing, and um, does one of the players we brought in play on the wing as well? Mavidi. Um, yeah, Mavidi. No, he'd be playing on the left. He would be. Yeah, I he's... would say he was a Barnes replacement, or he'd be in that kind of position. Yeah. So we put was it Mavidi left, all Brighton, maybe Ricardo on the right, or we could play like a five-three two-ish, or just a system based on a back three. Well, given our plethora of strikers, I've, I mean, Dak has been playing on the wing, hasn't he? Yeah, but um, Vardy can play on the wing as well. Vardy can. I think that's a bit of a misuse of him. But saying that, though, saying that, though, he, he, when I still like to see, if we're going to play three at the back, one of the best systems we played in was under Rodgers, was that um, two, was it trying to remember the ratio now but it was three in the back two up front three five two when with Ian Nacho Vardy up front that was a fucking I've always yeah. thought Ian Nacho him and then under Puel even he had Ian Nacho Madison and Vardy almost working in a triangle up front and that that was impressive with you know Madison supporting both of them they Ian Nacho has some serious chemistry with Vardy I know we saw some horrible rumor that he might go to Nottingham Forest but he he's been yeah, yeah. it hasn't happened yeah. yet yeah, I think that the thing with the thing that comes when when it comes to like you know the whole system thing is that I think that the the emergence of Harvey Barnes was both such a good positive for us, but also in the same way such a uh, symmetry negative because we had no comparable on the other side. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that not having Harvey Barnes anymore gives us an opportunity to try some things like maybe like a three four one two or just something with two strikers or something where we don't have to cater to having a winger and pretending we have another winger. Yeah, Barnes. If he got if 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 the team just stacked up on the right, we basically had no outlet, and then Madison was kind of forced out right to kind of add some creativity. But we did get stumped a lot um, if they just blocked our you know the the right channel uh, on their side um, yeah. against Barnes. So, you know, uh, left. Yeah. yeah, they blocked Barnes's channel, and and but and also Barnes just doesn't get a lot of support sometimes. So when we played to- when him and Thomas played, they had some really good nice link up, but. Barnes is just not. I you know I think he's a good player, but his defensive work. You know, Tom Thomas was left to do a lot of the heavy lifting when it came to defending on the left. So, so let, let's go like get people to put their put their mouths on the line. That sounds weird. Mm. Uh, right, let, let's go through. Who who are you playing in goal against Coventry? Oh, oh, you 
Oh, you actual bastard. Um, yeah, yeah, I am, I know. I, I'll say Hermanson. Put my mouth on the line. I'm going to be controversial here. Put, okay. Danny, put Danny Ward in. Yeah, I think that's a respectful decision. I'm, I think that I, I would say that from the way that Moresco wants to play, that I don't think it will be Everson. I just don't see that happening. I think he's going to end up in a different championship team because I think that he could be a top-tier championship keeper for a team that doesn't need to have distribution. But for yeah. us, I think we'll go. I think we'll go Hermanson because I think between him and Ward, those are your only two options with pe- with keepers that can actually pass. Yeah. And I think we'll go Hermanson because he's younger and he's clearly Moresca's guy from what we've seen. I mean, oh, yeah, we, he, haven't he, seen, he, we haven't yeah. seen anything anymore. Yeah. And okay, at the back. So, Tyler, would you play a back three or back four? Um, kind of. I mean, well, it's it, it's going to be one of those two. Right? Well, because well because the way that it seems that they're going to go, it seems they're going to do like the four that turns into a three. So, oh I think yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I, I think what'll happen is, hmm, it's. I think that what it'll be is you'll go with Ricardo at right back, but he'll also semi play hybrid play defensive midfield. Um, and then I think with him, if you're just looking at who is the best players at each position, then I think you would say Doyle. Um, Suter and Castagna, but that doesn't even feel right. I know J- James Justin. Let's put James Justin at left back and then go with uh, Doyle and Suter. I guess. Ah, uh, see, I I was gonna go. I would have been. I would have put Justin in the back three. I think James Justin is good in the back three, and then he can transition out to right back quite nat- naturally. I was thinking maybe on left back, um, get um, Thomas out, Thomas or Christensen. I think Christensen actually on the left back now. I've said it out loud. Yeah. So Victor on the left. Um, so yeah, VK on the left. Doyle uh, left cent- half back or centre back, whatever you call him now. Okay. <laughs> um, Stuter in mid. Justin at right centre back. And then uh, on the right, uh, Ricardo. And like you said, he comes in when they go into a back four. Um, and in fact, I think uh, Justin's got a lot of utility and he's quite comfortable on the right and the left. So he gives you a lot of options, which yeah. I, I would be surprised if he doesn't still get some England notice um especially if we do particularly well in the championship i think he might get a nod maybe not get onto the england team but i think he'd be on the bench potentially yeah say i think there's a name i've not heard in a very long time yeah i'll do my best obi-wan kenobi impression there (laughs) (laughs) yeah hello there no um yeah so yeah with that i think that'd be it so but you're you're right tyler that is it's kind of a lot more fluid we don't it's not like a Managers a pass where oh who's going to be in the back line? Now the back line's going to be this weird amalgamation, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't think we'll be playing Vestergaard. None of you. I, I don't think, think he, either. I, I think he could be a late game option though. Because like we could... played him a lot in preseason. Um, I think that if we're, I think that if we have a, a one goal lead with ten minutes to go, I think he could come in and just clear headers. Yeah, well, that. you say that. But do you remember the last <laughs> game we played against West Ham where he was supposed to come in as a last? You know, last minute defender, and he didn't prevent the goal that equalised it, got us out of the conference. I prefer Sutar. Um, I think Sutar attacks it better in their yeah. clearing headers. Mm-hmm. Um, Sutar is also better on um, you know, set pieces. Sutar has, has scored for Australia, and he's clearly and he's been commented he's done quite well in getting to the box in the, like a Maguire sense where he can just yeah. get there, and he's good at sort of shooting out goal. I think he was unfortunate not to get a goal last season. He definitely had a lot of good chances. Yeah. I oh, agree yeah. with that. I have to. I have to have to try and manufacture some element of a purpose for Vestergaard being here. <laughs> I don't. 
I don't think I, I think he's got a lot of flack and I think there's some annoyance I think there's some justified annoyance especially his uh, in notorious interview back in his homeland um, uh, that basically oh, yeah. got him sort of sent to the naughty corner by the club as well as definitely Rogers I think you, you, Rogers almost, there's a little bit of that and I think I think there's got to be a point but obviously like you, we've all said I don't know if it's he's been put out in the window as part of the preseason so there's a look look what this guy can do or is it he's going to be used but it's definitely going to be quite speculative I think Coventry at home is definitely going to reveal the food, true facts because I think from the preseason I couldn't say oh yeah that's our team that's our settled team now because yeah. um, it was a bit all over the place I think the only people who I think are penned on are going to be his signings which kind of lanes into Mads being in goal but for some weird reason I think it might be Ward I, it feels Fair like a, it, it's it, it's a weird one I I probably got this wrong but if I it mean, is Ward I'd be we'll very fi- you know. we'll find out on Sunday won't we um, mm. oh yes so yeah I think I think that you're both right with the <laughs> Ricardo playing on the right and then tucking into midfield when we're in possession to make it a back four mm. I, I do think probably we'll want Justin on the team somewhere. I think that right side of that yeah. back three does make a lot of sense. Suter and Cody in there with him. Yeah, if Cody, was, Doyle. Healthy, would, if Cody was healthy, he'd be an instant pick. Yeah, yeah, because Cody's injured, so probably Doyle and Sutar. When are we and ever going to have a full team? Jesus and then left, I left back, you know, I think we can play left back, but... So we haven't talked about attacking options. So I, I'm still thinking yeah. it's Thomas and uh, Mavidi. He, he, he's inverted, right? He's right-footed. He's going to cut in just like Barnes. And this mm. is where him and Thomas work. Thomas is left-footed. Yeah. Where Justin, if he's on the left, he cuts in, right? Yeah. He cuts in and he's he scored some amazing goals. The one against Brentford in our FA, the winning FA Cup run a couple of seasons ago comes yeah. to mind. But he he cuts in really nicely. But we don't need that if we've also got another winger who's good at doing that on the left wing. I think that's overkill. So I think Thomas with the left foot or, like I said, Victor Christensen uh, with the left foot would be a lot better because at least they give you that crossing option while Mavidi can cut in. It gives you a lot of support and overload on, on the left. Yeah. I think that'd be good. I think, yeah. I think all Brighton will almost kind of play in a similar role, but I think he'll be leadership. I, I, whilst he doesn't do anything sexy, I think he, we can't question his ability to, obviously, just just the work rate. He, that man, I yeah. don't think he's ever stops running. Well, I've I've said it before on here, and I noticed one of the commentators uh, during the Liverpool game said it as well. Um, that that. Mark Albrighton, very reliable kind of seven or eight out of ten player. Rarely mm. gives you higher than that, but rarely gives you lower than that. I mean, he has had yeah. poor games and he has had brilliant games, but he's super consistent. He scored our first way. Champions League goal, so yep. yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, who are you putting in our midfield? Uh, Casey Mcatee looked pretty good in preseason, didn't he? Oh God, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I feel almost awful for forgetting that he's been brilliant. Mcatee uh, has been uh, might have had a little as well. Yes. Yeah, just oh my we actually yeah, we've got a lot of talent there. Um Ben Nelson has also been brought into the numbers for the senior squad, which I think is interesting. He's not been shipped off of Ben so Nelson's been quite well we've had like a hundred Nelsons at one point, but Ben Nelson is the um obviously one of the centre backs we've done. I think he had, had a brother named Ron or something, but um or there was someone else with the surname uh, Nelson. But anyways, more to the point he he's coming, so he's gonna be an interesting centre back as well. So lots of upcoming talent it'd be a big season for a lot of the academy products to come in um who was that left wing again was it mar was it marcel uh one year might have had a 
it's a long name, but <laughs> no, you you and you're nailing it, and I will practice that for next time we talk about him if he gives us something yes. to talk about, which hopefully he does. He looked he really looked interesting against Northampton. Um, fun fact: mm-hmm. I actually have played football against the right back at Northampton Town during that preseason. By sheer chance, he he came to a sort of a we just made up a we just got a match of about twenty odd guys um, and hired a eleven side pitch somewhere in Corby, and he turned up and. He he smoked us like this. <laughs> he has this nineteen-year-old smoked us. He's a brother of a guy I play with, and he goes, "Oh yeah, I got a brother. He likes playing football. Likes playing football. He gets paid to do it professionally for the under 19s at Northampton Town, and he just he absolutely smoked us. I mean, he he nutmegged me, even though I ran out of him as a goalkeeper. He was, but yeah, it was just it's, nice to see. Like I've played against someone who's now played against a Premier League side, so it's kind of a nice. It's ludicrous how good, like even. Even the players that we say, oh, they're terrible. Like, yeah, they'll smoke everyone at your five-a-side team. They'll mm-hmm. be your five-a-side yeah. team with one leg, t- with their legs tied together. Yeah, you know? um, yeah. So a bit, yeah. A, bit more of an, a bit more of an American reference, but there's this great quote from, like, this uh, former NBA benchwarmer named Brian Scalabrini. I'm closer to LeBron than you are to me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. true. No, absolutely. Uh, um, so, right, midfield, we'll probably look at Dude's we reckon cool. Mavi Didi on the left, and oh yeah, okay. Um, Sorry, I was, I was, I was going to start with the wingers, but yeah, we could do do the centre. Yeah, Dewsbury Hall, I'd like to play in the centre. We're probably playing three in the centre, right? We're probably yeah. playing. I think when we go to a four in the back, it'll be a four-three-three with one of the midfielders yeah. being Ricardo, and I think it'll be Dewsbury Hall and Winks in mid. Yeah, I think that has to be it. I think. Dewsbury Hall with his left foot and running up that one channel and winks with his right foot and then um, obviously just generally being good around and then obviously Ricardo coming in with his right foot and that kind of incisive attack um, would definitely be our midfield. I think yeah. I can't unless this new Cesare, as we're going to call him at the minute, um, he if he comes in maybe he'll dislodge, but I think that would be the formation that comes up. Yeah, I think the interesting thing with. Um with uh, Ricardo is the fact that obviously he naturally plays wide on the right so if he's cutting into defensive midfield he could always cut back outside to, to whip in crosses from the right as well so he could bring you that attacking threat from both the middle and the right wherever he is mm. absolutely I think it'd be um, yeah it's going to be it's going to be interesting um, to say the least but I think yeah. that'd be the midfield I think that's the one of the more established parts of the team yeah we haven't had a lot of changeover in midfield uh, we have had Hamza Chowdhury come back, you know, but he's he, we've got, I think, a lot of good options from the bench, if that makes sense. Hamza's going to be an interesting one because he, he, I actually think he better suited as a centre back. I can't remember the game, but it's a game where he was oh, a centre back. He was, was that Boxing Day win against Liverpool, wasn't it? He was insane. Oh, the he run. Was, oh, there, there, there was also, yeah, sorry, yeah, the, the, Liverpool, the Boxing Day game, he was brilliant. And then there was another game where he, against Liverpool again under Puel, that run where he stopped Mane basically scoring a sing, you know solo goal and he came back from like the other box and stopped him that that is a tackle for the ages yeah but i i am looking at some players on here <coughs> like uh chowdry mm. pratt arguably i don't um, see pratt staying i think pratt will I be don't, going i think pratt has kind of wanted out for a little bit and i kind of get it because he's seen very little game time mm. i doubt but, he wants to be here i think he wants to be at torino yeah um, but there are a few options who are good at like coming on, and you can 
use them to just tweak the game plan a bit like are we getting a little bit are the other team getting a bit too physical with us hey chowdhury's great to bring off the bench then right you get physical with him he'll go oh i'm up for that and be physical right back in a way that i don't know um mark albrighton might struggle more to cope with and Mm. things like that uh uh, so yeah i I, i've got to say the midfield's probably the bit i know least Probably, I, I still think we look so light on wingers. Like, we've only got one player who can play left wing, one player that's who can play got right bloody, wing. That's what we've got in Diddy um, doing fucking incisive runs on the right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry for my French definition. It's just, I still can't get over him scoring. When I read and I saw that, uh, I just, I had to check. I thought it was Dakar. I just, I, I don't know if I'm just having a casual <laughs> moment there, but I, I just assumed it was Dakar. And then I was like, oh no, that was, that was in Diddy who made that run, you know. Yeah. Uh, I had to really do yeah, take did, a double take. I did notice Dakar was playing really deep a lot in the game against Liverpool. I don't know if that's just our game plan. I think uh, that was a consequence of just Liverpool outrunning us. Because it's yeah. one of those things that we were doing in preseason that we did a lot last season. It frustrated me. Is I do like, even when we're under pressure, to have at least one striker pushing up to the halfway line. Because that means the back four, at least one or two of them have to stay with you, right? Because they can push past you, but if you're on the if you're in your half, you are on side. Yeah, um, it, it always gives you that chance to run into a lot of space if someone yeah. manages to get the ball and boots it forward. Uh, yeah, and that's the other thing. It means that if if your strikers dropped back to the penalty area with you, they can push their back four right on top of you. This is where I actually would prefer and, Ian Nacho. Ian Nacho can do hold-up play. Ian Nacho could run yeah. and get that ball and hold it up for someone else to come up and support him. Oh, I, think I, this think, is, yeah. I think Vardy and Dakar, oh, to be fair, Vardy struggled with doing that sort of thing. I think it's something Dakar, I feel he can do. I remember him doing it for us on occasion, uh, particularly in the Europa I just League. think of the three, I think Ian Nacho is the strongest in that regard. Yeah. But yeah, Dakar can but do it, and like, Vardy with, can. But With yeah. Dakar and Vardy, you don't so much give it to them hold on. You clear it past them and they all run onto it and force the entire team to run back to catch up with them if nothing yeah. else yeah at least you um, yeah you make them try and fall back into shape and then you yeah. kind of get the pressure off the back at least yeah definitely agree let's be that. honest if you leave jamie vardy on the halfway line and you will push like 20 feet 20 feet beyond him and then that ball gets cleared over the top and he's got 20 20 foot head start on you yeah you might yeah. as well just like tick over the score sheet now yeah, well, Especially he, at this level. he started finding oh, his form towards the end of last season. He started finding it. That that goal against Leeds felt a bit very vintage him. And mm-hmm. I think he still very much cares. And I think with a year left on his contract, yeah. I think he'll be very keen to to get us back. I think he'll, he, I think he, I've noticed he's been wearing a goat hat, which I'm <laughs> glad that he's, I'd love to see that he hasn't, his spirit hasn't diminished by going down. And he, I think one of the things I really love about Vardy, obviously, uh, beyond obviously being a hero and the goal scorer and such a personality, he is quite humble. For someone who chats a lot of shit yeah. and is a wind-up merchant, he is quite humble. And like, he could have gone to Arsenal, he turned it down, he is sticking with us, even though he's been getting ludicrous uh, contracts from... And he doesn't make a big song and dance about it, you know, not to get into it, but like, you know, Henderson, oh, he was really, at, you know, vocal about the human rights record in Saudi Arabia, and what's he done? He's gone taken a mahusive paycheck yeah. from a Saudi side, and Vardy hasn't said any of that. Vardy hasn't said good or bad about anything about anyone or it doesn't he just does what he does and he's happy where he does it and he's yeah. been loyal and that is i think it's a rarity in today's game you don't get a lot of players who are like and that 
I was saying Vardy is only um, 30 goals off crossing 200 for us. Mm. Good season to get 30 goals, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Drop, drop down and drop down, he can crush it. Yeah, give him an extra year if he needs it. Um. Although he's. I mean, yeah. It would still leave him some way off uh, the Arthurs, who are our top I, ever scorers. But. Yeah, but that's such a record. I, those stats won't be beaten, I don't think. No, it would require him to have not started his career with us at the age of 25. Yep. Well, there's that, and also just they were much higher goal-scoring games back in that particular yeah, era. Yeah, it was the 1920s and the 1950s. Like Arthur Rowley, who's our number two top scorer, scored um, 0.83 goals per game. Um, that's crazy. Uh, yes. Yeah, it's just yeah, basically almost a goal a game, easy. And uh, that's you know in this today's game that is very unusual. Obviously, Vardy obviously ha- still holds the record. I'm actually a little bit surprised that Haaland didn't break Vardy's record of yeah, I was surprised in a, it, scoring eleven games straight. I thought Haaland was going to nail that for sure. I was getting a bit nervous. There I was think... a point where it looked like Haaland might get hat tricks in seven game in eleven games straight. Oh, God, <laughs> that was you know I. The man is the man's a fucking unit. If like it's if the Terminator became a footballer, that is that is Erling Haaland. I mean, I know this is a Leicester thing, but we can all appreciate as as football yeah. fans, the man's a fucking machine. He's yes, just um, I, he's wild, yeah. and he has he has the perfect team for him to do everything that he needs to. I think that certainly helps him out. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, I know uh, like, depending look, on some people's feelings on Harry. K, I know we're going really divergent here, but yeah. Um, just the last thing on this is Harry Kane. Obviously, people don't talk about he scored. What was it? Twenty odd, twenty something goals. He nearly, 30, I think, thirty goals for Spurs last season. No one's talking about that just because our Erling Haaland is superhuman. But I mean, I think if Kane was getting the service he, that Haaland was getting, I think Kane would be up there as well. I know some people really rag on him and stuff, but he he is a prolific striker. <laughs> I know and that Harry, because Harry, most Harry of the goals Kane's seem to be scored against us for some godforsaken reason. No, Harry Kane's like the only reason that Tottenham didn't have a Chelsea-type type season last year. True. Kane. But getting back to us, so up front, yes, we play... We've got three strikers, Vardy, Ian, Acho, Daka. I feel three strikers in a two-striker system is quite nice. You just have two on, rest one, keep rotating between the three. If we have the wingers, like you said... Then it's going to be the one, and I. It seems like Daka. Daka seems to keep getting played, and I don't. Again, but this could also be putting him into the window. It could just be saying, "Show me what you got, and make me, you know, impress me." It's. I. I would personally choose. I would actually choose Vardy. Last couple. The last time I saw Vardy look really confident was against Blackburn Rovers, and you know, whilst I don't think the Championship is a pushover side, obviously there are levels to football, and I think Vardy would find himself reasonably comfortable at the at the championship level even at this stage of his career so yeah. i reckon he'll go, i think he has to go front i think he's just it's just good to have him there there's always that i think the championship will i think until they kind of square you know figure out what he's about you've got jamie vardy walking in mm. against you you're gonna i don't care wh- who you are as a defender unless you're a virgin you know van dyke or someone you're gonna think twice before you know let your guard down or you know, you know he's cap- what he's capable of, right? You, <laughs> the man's a killer, right? He's cold-blooded. Oh, yeah. He's entered your pitch. <laughs> you know you're going to know about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think you start... Honestly, this team is so mishmashed and jumbled right now in terms of just, you know, who's staying, who's going, the fact that we still don't entirely know who's going to be gone by the end of the window. 
and it still feels like we have holes that have that are still yet to be filled even like just in terms of just having a single body at a position it's hard to even really know about what we're gonna do i would just start vardy up top because at minimum Ooh. he gives you vibes <laughs> all right so you're, you're all going single striker up front we're not going I don't, I don't i don't even know it's so it's so difficult right now because there's so it's, much turmoil there's so it's much one of those things i not sure how that vardy's playstyle now is as good for a single striker i don't think we really have the wingers to support him Mm-hmm. This this goes back to Tyler's point. Who who the right wing hole since Marez? We've yeah. been trying to. I mean, um, who we had? We've had Gray. We've had what was his name? Je, the, 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 we've had yeah Tete from last season. Who was the other Algerian whose name looks suspiciously like Marez? You know, it was, we, we had, had yeah. Under as well. Under, yeah. I thought Inder was okay to be honest. He wasn't great, but he's okay. But he's a bit the, selfish the, of his shots. So the point the point being, I don't think. I don't think we have the wingers to play Vardy up front on his own, right? Mm. I don't think Daka is good enough to play on his own. I think he's a player who needs a bit of support still. I think Ian Atro, Ian Atro, by the way, I think could rip up the championship. I think he special. would. I, I actually think, yeah. Because I think yeah. one of his biggest weaknesses, I think, is that he doesn't. He's not very consistent getting that first touch under control. His first touch is either not good by you know professional standards. Or it's magic. It's never like a normal first touch, it seems. But I think at championship level, he's going to get away a bit more with having a bit of a loose first touch. Yeah, he definitely... I think you're um, right. I think you'd have a lot more opportunities in, in the championship. I think you're absolutely right, yeah. So, but again, Iheanacho, I think he's probably at this level our best striker, right? Yeah. Vardy's lost half a step of pace. Daka's still getting there. But he really, really needs someone to work with him. You know, he really no. struggles on his own. He's really good at finding the clever one-two pass or mm. making that space for someone else or give and find space. He's really good at all that stuff. Um, but I've never been impressed with him on his own. So I think we play two up top. Mm. And I think it's Ianacho, Vardy and Daka will like take turns to sit a few games out, is my Possibly. guess. That would make sense. I do. I actually, if, we, if I've been completely unbiased towards Vardy, and I think you're, I think you've swayed me here. I think Ian Archer, Ian Archer will tear up the championship. If I know, and also, I just, and I think you said it before. He is the, he, he's the prince of chaos. That yeah. man, and and in the championship, right? You're gonna, we're going to have some wild moments in the box, both at our end and at the the other. And he, if on the other. He is the one to look out for. So he just seems to know the space to be in, yes. doesn't he? He just seems to have this magical ability. My personal favorite was the Brighton. I think it was the FA Cup or League Cup. It was a cup game against Brighton. He's like, it's too cold. Like he just he found himself at the yeah. back post, completely unmarked. Someone booted the ball down. He just sent it home. Oh just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't want to play extra time because <laughs> it was too cold. <laughs> I thought that was magical. Um, I love his hat trick that he scored on Mother's Day and dedicated to his his, his mum who passed away when he was younger and stuff. But he's, I've got a lot of love for Ianacho, as I've, I've said on many occasions, both you know on the sub on on, on the Discord as well as on this um, podcast. So I yeah. think you're right. I think we'll see him back for sure. Nacho's great. Of course, the only thing is that he's in the last year of his contract, so I don't necessarily think he'd be willing to re up with the Championship Club. So it really is going to come down to do we go up, and if we do, maybe we get him back or we sell him now. Yeah, yeah. I, I I hope we don't sell him. I think he's no. worth keeping, even if he just leaves on a free at the end of the year. 
I think if we go up, he might re-sign with us, especially if we play him a lot. Mm. But it will depend a lot, right? I would think so. I would think so as well. So should, should we look uh, in a little a little bit at the many matches? We've got quite a few matches in, in August, don't we? We've got Coventry we at home. Oh, yes. We've got one, two, three. Okay, I'm going to go, for, say, five and a half matches, two and a half of which are at home. So the half match I'm putting in there is we've got a Carabao Cup second round match at the end of August. If we mm-hmm. beat Burton Albion, which we should, let's be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also counting the Burton Albion match as only half a home match because women's team use it as a home stadium when the King Power's not available. It's sort of a home, t- home stadium, right? Um, yeah, Coventry, 12 noon on Sunday, 4th of August. We've got a fairly good record against Coventry. We do, um, yeah. Um, in our history, we've we've won thirty seven times and we've only lost twenty five. So obviously, we have been more winning in the M sixty nine derby, which, if if a context for those who are not local to Leicestershire, is the major road that connects Leicester and Coventry. It's very creative uh, and it's also just a fun number to say. But um, but yeah, obviously, we've done quite well. We're unbeaten in our last six matches playing against them. Um, last time we played them in a season. Uh, we actually, it was a debut for Casper Schmeichel, if I remember rightly, um, who kept a clean sheet with Nugent and Beckford scoring. Beckford, that's a name, but Nugent as well. Nugent, um, best man at Vardy's wedding. Yeah, scoring the, the two against uh, Coventry with Schmeichel keeping a clean sheet. Hopefully, start of a fruitful thing. So hopefully, we've done it. But yeah, we've not lost against Coventry since 2008 um, in our way leg of the championship of that season. So yeah, mm. it's not an easy season opener. Uh, I'm looking at the Opta predictions, which predicts we'll finish second. Okay. Um, so they, they say Middlesbrough, 99.9% to win. We're 17.2% likely to win. Really? Middlesbrough? Yeah. Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough is a strong side. I'd be, I'd be very keen to see how they but, do um, this season. But also it has Coventry as most likely to finish third. I do think... I'll be interested to see how Coventry... Historically, teams who tend to lose in the playoff final tend can, can, not always, but can, just tank through. They, you know, there's been a lot of collapses. You know, you get people who... It's it's a big it's a big hit. It's a bit like Spurs in the Champions League final. They really kind of dropped from grace after such a major moment. What happened to us last time we lost a playoff final? You're very right. (laughs) We did very well the next season, and even better two seasons later. But um, that wasn't even that wasn't even a final. That was a semi-final. It was. I I was. Oh no! Oh, you just got fact-checked by Tyler, mate. Did I could watch it for very five years? (laughs) (laughs) It felt like a final in my heart. Um, Oh, that's understandable. I, it, yeah, the D, Dini is a collector of trauma for, for a lot of us, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> but it, it's definitely... I think you put an interesting thing in the stats. Um, was that... Who was it? I saw it written somewhere. I think I can't remember who wrote it. Mm. In previous years, the Coventry have hosted on the first day of the season or played... Oh, no, you, you're, mi- you're mixing this up with a different side. That is Huddersfield away. Since 2020, Huddersfield have hosted the Championship Champions, Burnley, Fulham, and Norwich in their oh. first home match for the past three seasons, losing in all three matches. And if we were to win it, would that be a good omen? I but knew yeah, I saw it written somewhere, yeah. It's not It's not Coventry. No, it's not Coventry away. It is Huddersfield's home game has been host to the Champions for the last three seasons, which okay, happens to fair. be us. But that's yeah. uh, we'll cross that game in a minute. But yeah, there you go. 
But yeah, Coventry, it's a, it's a stern start. I think it's a really good litmus test for how we're doing properly in anger. Because let's be honest, pre-season friendlies, we can talk about them all we want, but then they're friendlies. You know? they, oh yeah, I, you know, I think if some people, uh, I think I saw some people who probably needed their head to have a wobble when we lost 4-0 to Liverpool. Like yeah. Liverpool, I, I think if we play that like we did the first 30 minutes against Liverpool, mm. I'm not really well in that opening section. I'm not overly worried, and I don't think there's many teams in the championship who could do what Liverpool can do. I mean, Liverpool, uh, they 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 will all run. Yeah, I mean, that team. Most players there were were senior players. Yeah, they they put out a strong lineup, but I I, I'm not surprised about that. Um, for them, it's a touring game as well as you know, for them, they're going to be entering embarking in a campaign that's going to see. Um, four campaigns being league, European, and Wales the Cup competitions, and they'll want to compete in all of them. So I'm not surprised they put out their entire full yeah. A team because that is because Klopp, Klopp also just doesn't like rotating a lot, just generally mm-hmm. speaking. Um, also, yeah. for the motorsports fans out there, it's like it, reading into the preseason results can be a bit like reading into the lap times in Formula One pre-season testing or any motorsports pre-season testing yeah GP, like, gp can be similar yeah, it's definitely. like hey they're posting good times well oh. well if team posts good times like they're not posting good times ah uh, but they're not going 100 percent intensity intensive intensity <laughs> either <laughs> yeah but there can also be signs i mean i was watching uh us draw 3-3 against Leuven last season like this isn't good and it turned out to not be good <laughs> yeah um, although I should point out that preseason we also beat Sevilla, didn't we? The last preseason game yes. we did. We we also won. Is it? I don't. Was it this? Yeah, the last preseason we also won the much coveted uh, Corandon Cup as well. So, oh um, yeah. Um, so let's. But we our preseason before I our preseason last season was pretty good. Um, if I, from what I remember, um, it was a fairly good run of games. We looked confident, um, and then. Then life happened, and that was fun. It all fell apart. Um, yeah. Yes, but yeah, so d- we reckon we're... Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I don't want to say too hard. We're definitely going to smash Coventry. I think they're one of the no. sterner tests we have in the championship, and it's a big litmus test. If we win, I think we're getting promoted. If we don't, it's not a disaster for the season, but I think it will mean that we'll not probably be going up as champions, maybe, or less likely to. I, it all depends. It's a long season. I think we're going to have to remember this. It's going to be, was it four extra 40, games? 46 games. It's 46 eight, games. It's an extra eight games, yeah. It's eight. Sorry, yeah, I can't do maths. You're absolutely right. Eight games. So it's going to be a long season, plus we are going to have cups. And thanks yeah. to West Ham, we now have to play in the fucking first round of the League Cup. So thanks for that. But we'll get to Burton Albion away in a minute. And it's um, I'm kind of realising, if we win the game, it means we've got better chances than if we lose the game, is the level of my analysis right now. I do, and I don't. So, so I think it should be interesting to see how Callum Doyle does against his former side. It's interesting to see he is is a big endorsement when you've got someone who who was in a playoff final and they've decided to go to to another side, especially such a local rival as well. It's such um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It'll be uh, hopefully the uh, the the banter will be good and it'll be a bit of a giggle. I, I do like that Coventry. Are not like Forest and pretend that there's no rivalry there, um, or Derby. I, Derby and Forest always annoy me more that they try and pretend there isn't a rivalry there, um, and then get really into it when there is yeah. something at foot. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a good test. I think hopefully we'll also it'd be nice to see the crowd united. I think 
there was a lot of good spirits for the end and there's a lot of optimism i i feel surprisingly up given how the season ended obviously with relegation being obviously the last result anyone wanted um I think oddly, I feel really optimistic, and I think it's a much overdue refresh that we've needed. Unfortunately, it's yeah. kind of come at a, a, a price, but I think now we're in a good position, and in a nice way, we get to kind of be bigger fish in a smaller pond. Yeah, it'll, it'll be good for us. Um, after Coventry midweek, also on Sky Sports in the UK, we have Burton Albion away at the League Cup, or half away. That's just me like amusing myself saying that. Um, not a club we've played a lot. No. Uh, they are what lower mid table of league one last season shouldn't be i reckon play rotated team yeah and we we, we have a lot of connections them um the women played as an alternative uh venue as yeah. well so they are quite a local side to us um the brewers we've only lost them once which was in quite a uh, a frantic 4-2 loss at home funny enough um uh, in the second round i believe of the fa cup but yeah. the F- I think we've always, prior to obviously the FA Cup win, we always had a bit of a curse of FA Cup runs. Um, we always seem to lose to the sort of a banana skin games, as they as yeah. have been called. Um, I, there was a side in Wales which escaped me in which Albrighton jumped for in front of a free kick and put his hand out and conceded a penalty when he really just didn't need to do that. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was weird. But... Yeah, I think we'll see a lot of rotation for this game. I think whatever we see at Coventry, we'll see the other half of the team at Burton Albion away. Yeah. I don't think cups will be a priority. It'd be nice I, to get a decent cup run, but I think as soon as we run into serious competition, I don't think we're going to be that bothered. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we'll be putting... I think we'll be treating it like another friendly. Uh, if mm. we do win it, the third round match is midweek, probably in the 30th of August, so that'll happen before the next one of these because we're planning to do these monthly now uh, rather than weekly. Um, after Burton weekend after we will be playing Huddersfield away. Um, that's Saturday the twelfth. Yeah, and, you, you, and and we've already given away the big stat, but the big one, obviously, being as I just said, is since twenty twenty two, Huddersfield have hosted the Championship champions Burnley, Fulham, yeah. and Norwich in their first home match for the past three seasons, losing in all three matches. So a win here would be critical, and we have a good record against them. We are undefeated in our last six matches, drawing only once in those games, and on the road we're also undefeated in our previous six, winning four and drawing two. So um, we've only lost uh, once against Huddersfield since the turn of the century, and that was a 1-2 loss at home in a fourth cup round replay, with Michael Keane scoring an early equaliser after conceding an early conceded goal. So it was a bit of a... From what I... I don't remember that game, but I did a quick read-up and it seemed like it was a bit of a frantic game and I don't think we necessarily put our strongest side. So, as again, the FA Cup kind of being the, the cup that always tripped us up prior to us winning it. Um, yep, yeah, then more towards the end of the month. Saturday 19th, we've got Cardiff at home uh, and on the 26th, Rotherham away. That's... I used to... When I lived in Sheffield, I wasn't that far away from Rotherham and I never went there voluntarily. <laughs> uh yeah absolutely and um i just realized uh yeah the, the cardiff at home bluebirds um in within our re- more recent history obviously the thing that comes to mind is damari's goal against them after the death of our first goal yeah. after the passing of vichai very emotional moment i think that's definitely a, a moment in terms of the context of the game i think even the cardiff fans clapped us for that one but um Cardiff has been a bit of a weird team for us um, just in all competitions we have won in a pattern of lost one draw lost one draw um, with the last uh, with the last game being lost meaning 
I think in theory that means the next game will be drawn. But hopefully we can break the yeah. pattern and just establish authority and win. But well, yeah, the Opta computer says they're says they're going to finish. Well, it gives them less than a two percent chance of finishing any position higher than what is that tenth. So hopefully we'll we'll do the business. Um, yeah. And obviously, uh, put the Welsh side to bed. Um, obviously, like I said, we're going into these games. I'm definitely going to be having higher expectations than I did in the Premier League, even though I, I not that I had low expectations, but I, I definitely expect us to be. I we need to be showing that we are big fish. Um, and yeah, we we will do that. Um, but yeah. So with Cardiff at home, going to be interesting. Um, yeah, be good. And obviously, it'd be good after a couple a couple away games as well, just to make sure we get that side. And we get two home wins this this month. I think that would be a big plus. I think yeah. I definitely want us to be dominant at home. I want us the people to go going the Philbit way is a fucking fortress. And I hopefully our fans, you know, stand up to that. I know there might be a bit of changeover. Some people not wanting to see um, championship football, but hopefully those who stayed are more impassioned and really uh, show. Not to say the fans there aren't. There's just it'd be good to not be fighting this season i felt like we've had too many seasons where we've bickered amongst ourselves particularly last season yeah mm. um and yeah rotherham away at the end of the season uh yeah. is oh the end of the season end of the month the end of the month it's a, it's a long season me and me going obviously this is becoming a long yeah. podcast <laughs> it's been a, all i'm gonna say is right for everyone listening i know this is not coming out on thursday this is probably going to come out on saturday um but I'm recording it late on a Thursday and uh, we have been, I work in game development, we've been right at the point of pushing the game like to its final stages and all the time. Not that you'd have much sympathy for me with two children, but... Um, Meanwhile, it's 2.30 for me. 2.30 in the afternoon? Yes. Okay. Oh, the joy of time difference, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I am. Um, yeah, so just so you heard that on record, he, uh, H2 is the reason that whatever video game he's working on has tons of bugs. It's because he's doing this instead. <laughs> That's no QA, just this H2 shooting the shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Ooh. that's how and that's I how the podcast the died so much <laughs> um flames thrown wow um Just, sorry i've been i've been having work things where people yeah. i've had developers and clearly not testing their work yeah. and it's caused me a lot of headaches as a project manager in an it setting it's been fun. oh yeah, yeah well, i say yeah, scrum master i'm not a project manager but yeah same um, difference for the layman yeah i mean looking at the month in general it's stern match at the start tough match a f- glorified friendly and then three games i think when you look at where these teams are expected to finish um 12th 19th and 21st this going by the opta predictions three games that if we don't win all three of them we we really need to worry but three games we should win i i'm gonna go with i'd be happy with 10 points three wins and a draw i suspect there might be a sneaky draw in there but I, I, that's that. That would be the ambition. If I was setting a points target, I that's mean, what I'd be doing. The draw would be at Coventry, I would assume, if we draw any of those. I actually think the draw would be at Cardiff. I, I, I have this feeling that in classic Leicester style, because, um, you know, talking about Rotherham, we are we last lost the Rotherham. What well, Cardiff? Yeah, is at home. So Cardiff's a bit of a funny one, but it was, I just I see them or Rotherham, and I say this because last time we lost to Rotherham was on a Boxing Day match for 04-05, where we were in fourteenth and they were at the foot of the table. Um, 
it just feels like one of these, oh, there's, it's a Rotherham, what we got to worry about? And I think this is where not respecting your opponent could come to bite you in the backside. I don't know if that's what we'll do. I don't. Hopefully, Enzo is like you will fight for every minute and every moment at every side, and every side is a final sort of thing. But um, yeah, hopefully, we treat the Millers with a bit of respect and um, punish yeah. them effectively. <laughs> I would hope that they're more professional than that. Unless they have Aaron Ramsey playing for them. What? What for Cardiff? Cardiff. Cardiff yeah, huh. have Aaron Ramsey playing for them. That actually happened. I thought that was a fever dream that I read on Twitter. Um, no, that actually happened. Huh. I mean, I wouldn't trust anything I read on Twitter, but this is Wikipedia. No, it's not like, any, it's not like anyone could edit that, is it? <laughs> so, you, Madlock, you're saying mm. 10 points from these first four games. You're predicting wins with a sneaky draw against probably Cardiff. Either Cardiff or Rotherham. I, 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 I'm... You know, because you're right, Cardiff is at home. I'm going to say Rotherham away. I think they will just dig in. And I think as a budding side that are getting used to each other, I think we'll struggle where I think Huddersfield away, they'll come out and attack. Uh, uh, Cardiff, I feel we might be able to break down just through sheer pressure. And I'm hoping that Coventry, we really... Coventry is the big one. And obviously, that's always a fun to have at the beginning. You, what you want to do is start oh. your first season back in the championship after, what, nine years? Uh, with a with a derby, um, and I really hope that they're up for it, and I hope it's taken seriously by by everyone at the club. I I think yeah. I think if it, if it's a bad loss, that is going to be a stinker in the season, and I don't want it to be a shitty draw like the Brentford game was last season. Bra Brentford opener, we were very dominant, and then we just <sighs> switched off. And if we do this switching off thing again. It tells we'll me there's something finished. fundamentally wrong at a, a club level or something, or there's something intrinsically wrong in the team because we've obviously had a massive shuffle through. We've got a new manager, a new staff. It can't get any more different. This Leicester side is a completely different team to the team last season, right? And if we're still yeah. seeing the same thing, I'm going to be apoplectic and I'll possibly might break my television. I no. would like to believe. <laughs> I, I would. I would like to believe that the weak mentality and the inability to close out games. And I would like to believe all that ended when Rogers left. Yeah, I'd. I'd like to think so too. But I, you know, I know Rogers take a lot of heat. And I'm not defending him. I think. I think we should have really seen the axe a bit early on, and we could talk about this probably for another hour and a half, easy. But I. It's still, it was still those players on the pitch. I think we've got to remember there were 22 players at their club and he selected them and they ultimately had to do the job. And there was a clear plan in certain circumstances. Like the Palace game for me was just a bit of a how. We were so, we had that. We just needed to stay focused. It just felt like we could only play for 18 minutes and then 10 minutes, the last 10 minutes just kept punishing us every single time. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. Or we or we just have a, a spell in a game where we throw it away. Sometimes it was the twenty minutes near the start. Sometimes anyway, it just felt like um, yeah, we just seemed to get unnerved for ten minutes. Something would just something would just go into the air, and they everything would just go pitong, so, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, Tyler, what would your predictions be from these first four league games? See, it's I personally, I'm gonna I'm gonna start talking, and I'll end up somewhere, and I don't know quite where yet. <laughs> Cool. I'm, I'm okay, willing okay. to, I'm gonna, to be I'm part of this ride. I'm, right. I'm following I'm you here. to the hilt. <laughs> right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start here. Before last season, we finished in the top half of the Premier League in five straight seasons. Okay, So we are talking about a team that has, at least in the very recent history, knows how to win games in the top division. We collapsed last season in one of the most 
inexplicable ways possible. And now we are in a lower division against weaker competition with at least half of the players being the same from from teams that not only finished top half of the league regularly, but also qualified for the Europa League and won an FA Cup. So that's what we're looking at right now. I think you have to you have to look at this team as one that can dominate this level because there's no excuse for us to even be here right now with the talent that we had on our roster last season. We should have never been close to relegation. The worst we should have been is 13. And it was a coaching issue. It was focus issues. It was everything. I know I'm ranting a little bit, but it's because we never did a rel- we never did a May podcast. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't had, I never actually had the chance to really air all this out. There's no excuse for us even being here right now in this moment, which is why I have to say that we're going to destroy this league. But at the same time, I also don't trust this group because of the hurt that they gave me last season. So I'm just going to say that we're going to get eight eight points in the first two games, or eight points in the first four games, two wins, two draws. I was going to say eight points in the first two games would be very impressive. I would like, <laughs> I like, the, I like the idea that we just beat Coventry so hard they gave us extra points. I think that's something yeah. I can rally behind. Just... Um, uh, that would that would be um, that would be not possible. <laughs> yeah, it would be allowed. No, I think eight and four. Oh, you're, going like a lot more con- you're going a lot more conservative, but it's nice to hear that. Yeah. I know you've not been a fan for a long time. You you know you missed out on the sort of winning season and that, but obviously, just it's nice to know that you you've experienced the hurt, the hurt that a lot of Leicester fans have felt, you know, at some point in their life. And I said the last few years have been a wonderful exception, but um, the worst yeah. part's the expectations. Oh yeah, oh yeah. See, that's the like, advantage of being an older fan. I can understand, like in the twenty, really in the two thousands and in the twenty and the early twenty tens, not expecting them to do anything yeah. and still being let down. When I go into last year thinking we're going to finish in the top half of the league, and then they go down, I'm like, what did I just watch this entire year? See, this is the advantage of being an older fan. Mm-hmm. Is like I remember us getting relegated before and all that, and it's like, you know what, you know, five years in the top half, I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts, and because I've I've been there. Well, anyway. I, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. How, having said all that, gonna mm. go full send. I think twelve points from the first four games. Full send. Oh, full send. H2. H2 of it is full send that. in September. I will not try and roast you in our next <laughs> podcast. I will it not make. Not. I've earned it, you know. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But I just also want to know for anyone who is listening that part that that steamy rant from. Uh, the illustrious Tyler here. Um, we had to cut it in half, and there was a knife incident in which um, I, I well, well, we're just glad that um, H2 was very good at stitches. I apparently me defending Rogers led to quite a violent outburst. So you're welcome. This is the stuff we do. We put our lives on the line, and somehow Tyler reached through his microphone yeah. and punched me in the face. Three thousand miles. Three thousand miles away. I think we should probably wrap up there. I'll say thank you very much for joining us, Tyler. Uh, we will be back next month to talk about what's happening in August, what's coming up in September. Uh, thank oh, you for joining really us. Hope, I, I really hope that I have a smile on my phone next talk. I do too. He's going to have a massive cigarette in a... Just... <laughs> never, doesn't even I smoke. Don't, I, I do not smoke. You don't smoke yet.
This podcast is released under a Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. Find this license at creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by spelled by forward slash 4.0. Today's creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by forward slash 4.0. It also uses Riptide by Kevin McLeod. You can find that at incompetech.com. It's licensed under a Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. I heard that URL earlier. It also uses Elf Meditation, also by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. That music is licensed under the Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. I've watched Chicago Cubs my whole life and I still don't drink.